Life is so much easier when you're not worried about money. What if you could learn how to live the life you desire with the money you earn? Or let us help you have more money to enjoy an even bigger life. Learn the same money skills and methodology that we use now on Women Gaining Wealth Podcast. Here's your money mentor and host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Women Gaining Wealth Podcast, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business, and we help people take control of their finances. The focus of today's podcast is about leadership. I'm so excited to have a very special guest with us, Hugh Ballou, and let me tell you a little bit about Hugh. Hugh teaches leaders around the globe how to build synergy with their teams and how to build effective processes that bring success to any organization, big and small. He's the author of five books on transformational leadership. He works as an executive coach, process facilitator, trainer, motivational speaker, and many other things. He's also on the board of CEO Space, so we'll talk about that. Welcome, Hugh. Thanks for sharing part of your day. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I'm just an ordinary guy. I worked in my field for over 40 years, and um, I love to help leaders be more effective, build high-performing cultures, and make more money. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us. And one thing I didn't mention is Hugh used to be an orchestra conductor. So let me ask you this, Hugh. Your background in music required inspiring people to work together in harmony. How do you transition that the music world, into the business world, and leadership? It's a secret, Nancy. <laughs> no, it's a what? It's, it's a secret? It's a secret. No, I, um, I love sharing the secrets. And I, I spent years um, transforming individuals into ensembles, whether they're instrumentalists or choral singers. And, you know, we're no different in the workplace. We all have a highly specialized skill set and we come together in a culture. And what, what minimizes our results in any kind of organization, whether it's a nonprofit or a business, is how we function as a culture. And we all have teams. Even those that work by themselves work with other people, sometimes virtually, sometimes on contract basis. But we all have others that we work with. So the conductor empowers people to function at a higher level in the synergy of what we call ensemble. So in the workplace, you can take those same principles and you can apply them to the culture. And this is the biggest missing element that costs American businesses over $500 billion a year, the low-performing cultures. The Gallup poll has verified that's a huge loss. So it's building leadership as a culture as well as a skill set. So I've, I've developed, I've transferred the skill set, transferred the language into the specificity of how we function in business or in nonprofit. And you know what? It works really well. I love how that's all connected, the music theme weaved throughout the business theme. Let me ask you this. What do you think is the difference between managing and leading? Sometimes people blur those two terms together, and I know there's a difference. What are your thoughts? There- They're very different. You manage your money. You lead people. You manage your time. You lead people. You manage the resources that you have available, time, talent, all those other resources. You lead people, a very distinctive difference. You manage things, but you lead people. 
Absolutely. And do you think people are born as leaders, or do you think it's something they can learn throughout their life? People are born, born bossy. That does not make you a leader. <laughs> people think that a conductor, a musical conductor, is a dictator. And I've got to tell you, just because you have a little white stick doesn't mean you can make anybody do anything. What you can do is influence people who are very talented to function at a higher level. That's, you're born with an innate sense of knowledge about topics. You're not born with leadership skill. It's something we must develop. Otherwise, we're bossy, and that really doesn't work. Yeah, nobody likes being bossed around. So here's a question I just thought of. When you were leading music, did you ever have people that didn't want to follow? I know in my years with IBM and consulting, occasionally you got that lone ranger who didn't want to keep up. How do you draw that person back in? Well, you speak very openly, very directly. When the, the conductor is doing a rehearsal, which is something we don't do in business, every fine ensemble in the world choral or instrumental rehearses for every performance. We never rehearse in business. So in those meetings, in those, those staff sessions, those are actually rehearsals. And I've got to tell you, most businesses set the bar very, very low in those rehearsals. We have bad meetings. We expect good results. Well, in music, you have a bad rehearsal. You cannot expect to have a good concert. So in the rehearsal, the conductor stops and says to the trumpet players, that's too loud. Take it down one level. They're very specific. They address the issue. They don't attack the person. They define the behavior change and the results that they want, and then they rehearse it again. So it, it means that we approach conflict. When people are out of line, you approach it right away. Most leaders in any size business avoid conflict. They don't want to hurt people's feelings, or they don't want to move into a place where they feel like people won't like them. Well, I'd rather somebody respect me for my leadership skill and my competence than people like me. That's a downward spiral. So it, it, it's on the leader to f clearly define the results, and then when it doesn't happen, to clearly define the difference they want. And if they don't get it, that means a one-to-one -one meeting immediately after the group meeting. This didn't happen. Why not? This is what I need. So we ask for what we need in I language. We never accuse people with the you. We say, I need this result. Um, and it's important that, you do, that, that I get this result. And um, is there a problem with that? So it means being very direct, very specific, and moving toward the conflict while remaining calm and factual. We always have people that want to do something radically different. It's the leader's job to bring that ensemble together and fix the wrong notes because that brings down the whole symphony. That is an awesome advice people should really consider. I find it interesting that you said you can rehearse in music but not in business. Do you have any tips on how businesses can rehearse versus dealing with things We should after rehearse. We don't, we don't do it, but we should rehearse. Well, the meeting. We should. The meeting how can we do that? Yeah, we don't. We don't. So running a meeting is really a rehearsal of how we're going to behave. And so we, we, we talk about, here's the number one tip that I tell people. Never, ever use an agenda for a meeting. The agenda is the enemy of productive meetings. Turn it around. Don't talk about activity. Talk about results. 
drive for specific results. So if you say, we're going to meet for 90 minutes, we're going to walk out with ABC outcomes. Instead of an agenda item, we're going to talk about marketing. We're going to do a deliverable, which means we're going to define the top five marketing strategies for the next year that will increase sales 20% and profit by 25%. So we've shifted the paradigm to productivity, and then we focus on reaching that objective in the 90 minutes. We don't do all the micro. We do the macro. The next time we do the micro. So back to the leader. The responsibility on the leader is to define what kind of meeting it is. Is this brainstorming? Is it information delivery? Is it, is it creative problem solving? Is it, is it action? What kind of meeting is it? Action planning? What is it? So we define what we're going to achieve, what kind of meeting it is. Then we keep it on track. When we're off track, it's like the orchestra playing the wrong notes or playing out a tune. So we rehearse the higher performance standard, and we don't, as leaders, do it for them. That's called over-functioning. And I meet a lot of leaders who are burned out because they do too much and their team does too little. Well, look in the mirror. You're the one that set it up. And the more we function, the less they function. Over, the reciprocity to the leader over-functioning is the team under-functioning. So we are actually in meetings rehearsing a higher level of functioning. And I have all kinds of uh, systems and structures around this. That's an oversimplification. That's one example of where, the, where we actually go to performance in meetings. We play the wrong notes, and we never fix them. So if we think about systems as the culture rehearsing for a higher standard of performance, it puts a whole new context around how we function together as business teams. Thank you. That's a great way to look at things that I never, that I'm sure our listeners haven't thought of either. What about our listeners that are solopreneurs and they're just a team of one? Any leadership well, tips on that? Absolutely, absolutely. You've got to make it happen. Um, however, um, I'm a solopreneur, but I work with a marketing person. I work with other, you know, I work with strategy uh, people that do strategy. I work with people that do marketing. I work with people that do other things. So they are all part of my team, virtual or live team, editors, writers. So I have people that I call in on occasion because there's things I don't do, the web stuff, um, so social media. So we all must function under the same umbrella. And so we do have teams, whether we realize it or not, as solopreneurs. And it's important that we create clear objectives for each member on the team and create the synergy of people understanding what their role or responsibility is. And we've created the, mecha the mechanisms for accountability. Who's going to do what? And we take things off our plate and we let other people do them because they're better. And we are really good at some things, but we can't be good at everything. So the number one job of the transformational leader is to define what they need to take off their plate and find somebody competent to take that piece so we can focus on what we're really good at. That's excellence in leadership. That is great advice because I know many solopreneurs put way too many hours and time and money into their business when they should be really looking at their business and driving at what they do best. Let me ask you this last question before we wrap it up and talk a little bit about what you can offer our listeners. If you had to do one thing differently, Hugh, when you launched your company, you know, a lesson learned, what would it be? 
I would have hired a coach immediately. Um, I know a lot about my subject matter. I didn't know a lot about building a business, creating a tribe, marketing, creating funnels, etc. I have gradually brought people in, but I, I should have had a business coach to lead me through the things I didn't know. You know, the Pareto principle is 80-20 rule. 80% 80 of your profit comes from 20% of your people or your products or whatever. The Baloo 1090 rule is what we know as leaders is 10%. We need to find that other 90% that we really don't know or maybe we don't know that we don't know it. So the 90% makes the 10% possible. And so I didn't have that person to lead me through that 90%. I had since hired people but I wasted time trying to get there when I could have had somebody as my business coach, as my leadership coach. I now have a leadership coach. I now have a business coach. I now have a marketing coach. Um, so I've gotten smarter. So earlier on, from the very beginning, I would have had somebody like me to guide me through the process. I've already made the mistakes, so I'll make a really good coach because I've already made all the, made all the mistakes. <laughs> I totally agree with that. A coach is huge. You can either take the long, slow, expensive route, or you can get a coach and get there fast and start serving others much faster. So I know you've got some amazing coaching programs of your own. If people would like to work with you, how can they reach out and connect with you? Get my free report. Whether you're starting or you're growing, it's building the business of your dreams. And it's from the perspective of inner and empowering your personal skill set to reach the objective. So building the business of your dreams, they can go to the word the, T-H-E, Leader Accelerator, theleaderaccelerator.com. It's a free report, and then you get some free videos about leadership, and then you can find out about the programs I offer, even the free ones that I have, like how to run a meeting, PowerPack meeting. So theleaderaccelerator.com. You can get your free report and get your head around how you can build a business you want. And sometimes we're in business, and we want to build a business that's more profitable. So it's not only for startups. It's for those, and we're always, as entrepreneurs, we're always in transition, building the next biggest business. I think it's valuable at various stages of business. So theleaderaccelerator.com, and you'll see my smiling face on the video there. Thanks, Hugh. That's a real generous offer. Listeners, you should take advantage of this. There's great information in that report. Is there anything else you'd like to add that we didn't cover today? Um, I write um, pretty much every day during the week on my blog. You can go to Hugh Ballou. That's H-U-G-H-B-A-L-L-O-U blog.com, HughBalooBlog.com. And there's all kind of free stuff on my blog and references to things that work. I think work on yourself. If you want to transform your business, transform yourself first because everything else in, in the blogosphere, everything else in your business sphere of influence um, responds to who you are as a person of influence. So the number one definition of leader is the person of influence. So we influence others because of who we are and what we know. So the number one thing for anybody listening I would say is work on yourself first, and then you're equipped to grow whatever enterprise that you want to grow. Excellent advice. Thank you so much, Hugh, for taking time out of your day to be on our show today. You've given amazing value. People go get his report, follow his blog, check him out. If you like this podcast, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe. 
Hugh, thanks again. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I appreciate you with being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks for listening to Women Gaining Wealth Podcast with Nancy Gaines. Find new episodes on iTunes and the website womengainingwealth.com. Share your success stories with us and inspire other women. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn by visiting womengainingwealth.com. Until next time, learn, grow, prosper on Women Gaining Wealth Podcasts.